When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Jimmy Francis, Melissa Bernard, Andy Brant Bernard, and Jet. <laughs> Jet is our very special guest, and don't forget Mike Gelfand as well. We'll all be back. Adrian Washington will join us right after this with the family. Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or a Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Jimmy Francis, we got Melissa, we got Andy, we got Mike Gelfand, and we got Adrian Washington. Adrian, how are you, sir? Not too bad. How you doing, my man? I'm doing extremely well. So what what do you got cooking this week? You got to have something going this weekend. You got Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> followed by Adrian Washington. That's some good comedy right there. <laughs> I got, uh, I'm in Annandale this weekend with uh, Elise Cole and uh, Pierre Douglas. We're at Billy D's um, Saturday night at 8.30. And then next week, Friday and Saturday, so that's October 22nd and 23rd, I have the great Tony Williams, or Tony Woods coming, the guy who actually taught Chappelle how to do comedy the right way. God, is that... Adrian, you brought it up. I got to ask you, what is wrong with this world? You're going after Dave Chappelle. These people got to be crazy. Uh, boredom, obsession. Yeah. Uh, you know, I seen something the other day, and it said uh, it's a, a one-sided beef is an obsession. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the crazy part about it is what's he doing that he's never done before? No, that's exactly it. And by the way, he's a comedian, so what? We can't be funny anymore. Is that the problem? Right. <laughs> it's kind of suck, man. When we gotta uh, <laughs> when you gotta go to a. Oh, we lost them because they're worried about what people think. 
Yeah, and I, I as somebody who, who knows him personally, man, like, even if you watch it, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but if you watch it, there's no ill intent, there's no malice, there's no, no nothing. No, there's nothing like that. And Adrian, I brought up the point where I grew up over North Minneapolis. If somebody was nice to you, it means they either wanted something or they didn't like you. <laughs> That's just a fact. Right. It would just be a nice you to get you away from this. Yeah, good to see you. Hey, okay, go away. Right. Here's that 20 bucks. I know I'll never see you again. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, unless people were ripping you, making fun of you, calling you names, all the rest of it. It just that was Man, signs of affection. I, you know what? That's how you knew that was a friend. I, yes. I tell my kids now, I said, you guys would have never made, as fragile as you are, you'd have never made it off my bus stop. No. Oh, God, no. Oh, not a chance. To sit in the back of the bus when I was a kid, you really had to know how to hold your own. Mm. And it made, like, it it, it, it was great because that's the stuff that gets you through life now. I agree with that. You know, hey, look, if you can't laugh. I'm not saying anybody deserves to be bullied, but it's like you got to have an experience to know how to deal with it, right? Mm hmm. No, I agree with that. If, if, If everything is. If, if everything in your life is great, man, it's going to suck when, when you think you have a problem. Adrian, I tell a story about a friend of mine in high school. I haven't seen him since high school, unfortunately, but his name was Ralph. I don't need to use his last name, but his name is Ralph. He's about a six foot three, six foot four black man in America today. Went to high school with him at North High School. And he came up to uh-huh. me one day, Adrian, he goes like this. He goes, hey, Tommy. I said, yeah, Ralph. He goes, man, Tommy, you're funny. But don't ever make fun of me. <laughs> like, you got it, pal. Yeah, he, he wanted to make sure that I, that I was never going to make fun of him because he was a little touchy about that. You know what I mean? Did we, did Hold we, up, I had a malfunction. Oh, you did? Was it the phone or Hello? you? Hello, is it? <laughs> huh? I'm still there. I can hear you, but my Bluetooth disconnected. Yeah, it does that. Yeah, it'll happen once in a while. That's all right. It was, it was a great story. It's too, it's too, well, hold on. Okay, we're going to hold Come on. on. <laughs> okay, I'm waiting. We got. We, we can wait it out. We Not can hear you. You can hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Hello? Good. Let me try that. <laughs> God. Jimmy, that's why he needs Jimmy doing this now. Yeah, here's what I like so much. Everybody is dependent as hell on their phone. They can't get away from their phone. And these damn things don't work worth crap. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, they're, they're too complex for their own good. Yeah, they are. Believe You're me, I would right. know. I've <laughs> <laughs> been spending me. the last several months programming for Android, and it's, yeah, it's very, it tries to do everything when it shouldn't. Like, what I do you mean? Well, I mean, like, literally, it tries to replace every other piece of technology ever created. Oh, this Which is like, you know, you. it started as a phone, and now it's supposed, it's this supercomputer that's also a gaming device, that's also a telephone, that's also a business laptop. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. Know. You heard what happened to your mom and me yesterday, right? I did not. Mom and I are going down. Well, I won't even say what street we're going down, but we're driving along on the way home from the podcast, and this woman's coming out of a, a parking lot. She's crossing the oncoming traffic and in, coming into our lane. I look over, and she's at a stop sign, just blows right through the stop sign. She's looking down at her phone. She did not look up. Not once. Your mother literally had to slide sideways with the vehicle. Otherwise, she would have just crushed us. She never did look up. She never knew. She almost just rammed right into us. She had no clue she was going to hit somebody because she never looked up. That's illegal, I think. I see that a lot. Oh, you see that a lot? Everyone sees it a lot. It's everywhere. I see that a lot, man. It's scary. How do you drive and not not look? Like, not look around? I don't get it. I see. She never looked up. And Catherine, even when she laid on the horn, because she was honking the horn trying to warn the woman, woman never looked up even when the horn was honking. She didn't care. <laughs> then we looked over, of course, and we realized she was not only looking at her phone, but she had her little ear earbuds in, so she couldn't hear anything either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you can't see and you can't hear and you're driving a car. Shuffling That's... Spotify or something. Yeah, probably. So, Adrian, we got you back. I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, yeah, I was just telling a very quick story about Ralph saying to me, he's a very big man. He said, Tommy, you're a funny guy, but don't you ever make fun of me. <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> and I did obey, by the way. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> I did indeed. Adrian, are you going to be in Annandale? This is Jimmy Francis. Annandale, Minnesota? 
Yeah. So my brother owns the car dealership up there, Country Chev. I know this is the Walzer deal, but stop in there and kick some tires around, <laughs> and then just tell him, nah, not gonna do it. Spend <laughs> six gotcha. hours looking at cars. <laughs> they got soda. They got a bunch of stuff up there. Have lunch. That'd be wonderful. I would I'd love to be there. Oh, that's a that's hilarious. <laughs> so what's the name? Is it called Country Chev? Country Chev. Yeah. Oh, that's good. There you go. It's probably the only one in Annandale. It's only, not very big. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got a room. I do a, I, I do a show every month at Billy D's. So I, I book other mm-hmm. comics with my company, One Mike Entertainment. I book other comics, and we started doing it last year, and it's just been going really great. Uh, I've done a couple fundraisers there. Great people. I knew them from years ago when they used to be cooks at this other uh, restaurant bar in St. Cloud. And one of my friends who was bartending for him was just like, man, I – got a place for you that you could have like outside of St. Cloud because I do a monthly show at the red carpet in St. Cloud too. Mm, okay. I just brought uh, Sam Comro from America's Got Talent. He did September with me for a weekend and now I got Tony Woods coming. And these tickets for sale on eventbrite.com so if you go to eventbrite or just make it easy on yourself, go to my website funnymanadrian.com Funny man, I was going to use funnymanadrian.com. I didn't know you stole it. <laughs> Well, that's why I stole it, Tom. So you couldn't use it. <laughs> so I couldn't use it. <laughs> you got to get ahead of the game. Yeah, get, ahead, get way ahead of the game. That's... You got to be a little more savvy than that, Tom. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. So, so things going well. You, you, you got uh, your company's doing well. You're, you're appearing constantly. That's great to hear, Adrian. Uh-huh. Now, you, how long have you been married? I've been. It'll be eight years in June. It'll be eight years. Now, I, yeah. you have a great marriage. You got a great family. All the rest of it. Do you spend a lot of time on the road, and how does that work when you spend a lot of time, you know, you're out on the road and uh, you don't see your family? I tell everybody, like, my wife, this she know what she signed up for, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. it's it's uh, it not like I started doing it two years ago, and I was just like, I'm going to start being gone, you know? Um, and it's funny, because my mom says that to me all the time. She's like, oh, my gosh, you're always gone. She's like, what's your poor wife going to do? I was like, well, she's going to do whatever wife does she's gonna hold a house down till i get back <laughs> right right the the blessing for me is i don't have to be gone very long you know it's not like i'm gone two weeks or three weeks i'm gone like a couple nights right, or right. four nights you know what i mean so and, and and most of the shows honestly she can come too if it's if even if it's only like a day where she can come out and be a part of the show that does yeah we didn't lose him again, did we? Another Bluetooth? Yeah, issue? I think it might be. <laughs> okay, why don't we why don't we take the break here and come back and uh, only nine minutes in. Well, I know, but what are we going to do? Wait it out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, we can't really wait it out. Well, well, it's it's let's again. see what he was going to say. Let's yeah, let's all just see what Adrian was going to say. Yeah, let's let's do the break here, and we'll come back and do the last segment. Uh, it'll be a long, longer segment. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. Tom here for all my friends at Profile. We are running out of summer and rolling into fall. Kids are back in school, and now it's time to finally do something for yourself. So maybe you're thinking it's time to get back on track with your health. Well, Profile can really help you out. Profile has a variety of plans to fit any budget, and Profile really works. I've been on the program for over six months. I've lost a ton of weight. I feel so good right now, and it's time for me to maintain taking all that weight off. You know what I'm talking about. Danette, my personal coach, will help me maintain my weight loss. She has so far done a great job. Profile has helped me and can help you too. So what are you waiting for? Set up an absolutely free, no obligation consultation today, and you will be glad you did. Visit ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities for more details. In fact, use promo code Tom Barnard and save 100 bucks off your Profile membership. What a deal. Check out ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. That's ProfilePlan.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. 
next governor of the great state of Minnesota, Jimmy Francis, with us. Lieutenant Governor. Ah, damn it. I tried tried, tried to get by with the whole governor thing. So you just don't want to be governor. Nobody, like like Jit said yesterday, nobody shoots number two. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just stick with that. Has there ever been a vice presidential assassination? Never. I don't think there has. I never think so. No, I don't think so. That's been actually not something I've ever thought of before, but yeah. Yeah, uh, that's been a saying for years that, you know, I want to be number two. That's why nobody knows who the hell we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark Rogers, I've been here for five decades, guys, and I don't think anybody knows. Even your son's Everybody never been knows like, where Maharaja he's is. He's never been there. High times, Maharajas. I mean, people never admit to it anyway. He's like not like a high time <laughs> kind of guy, though. That's yeah. true. But, you know, we carry music, we carry everything. Posters, do, T-shirts. Yeah. I cre- But we created fun for this country. Seriously, Pokemon cards. It's swords. Swords, Tom. yes, not swords, yeah. but swords. But Tom, LeBron if you ever, James. If you guys ever, yeah, I have LeBron James. Yeah. Everything in that store. If you ever walked in, it's like being 50 years of uh, Americana. Because I love America, I've been over there, I've been, had a chance to collect this stuff, and just growing up. Wait a minute, time. you love America, you're not a white guy, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and not only I love America, I even pay taxes. You do? I pay so much taxes, but everybody goes, you know, we're business people, I'm just saying, I might get in trouble. But we're business people, that's why we have CPAs, that's why we have accountants. Yeah. So when people get upset at Trump, and I'm not Trump lover or anything, no, I get in politics, but he was a businessman. We want to pay the fair amount of taxes that we are forced to. You know that's why CPAs right. and accountants do it. So when you're surprised that somebody tried not pay his taxes, you know legally, why are you upset? That's why those loopholes are right. But well, we, I mean, it, look at what they're doing now in, in Washington. I mean, my God, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> buys how many shares of Tesla stock, and then all of a sudden we discover, well, you can't drive a gasoline-powered vehicle. Oh, is that why you bought all the Tesla stock? You know that guy's worth a quarter of a trillion dollars now? Wow. That's quite a bit of money. Elon Musk. Elon oh, Musk. Good for him. He's worth, well, actually, it's $224 billion. <laughs> it's not quite a quarter of a tr- trillion. I think good we may him. have Adrian back. It's kind of hard to tell. I'm back. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, we'll just we'll just kind of float in and out with this thing, Adrian. It, it works out. Mike Gelfand's there too, but I haven't heard him pipe up. Got on my computer real quick. You got what? I got in the house and got on my computer. Okay, yeah, that'll work better. Yeah, probably work better. But we have some guests in studio, so Adrian just joined in a conversation, and Mr. Gelfand, obviously, you can jump in anytime you want. Because you know, I'm just in thrall. Ah, nice try. Here we go. Here we go. Now, I'm just trying to talk Jimmy Francis into running for governor, but he won't do it. (laughs) He won't do it. I would on a Gelfand ticket. Oh, Oh, you and Gelfand. I'd be great number two, Gelfand. That'd be quite the ticket. (laughs) Governor Gelfand and Lieutenant Governor Francis. (laughs) Oh, the things we could get done. (laughs) We could go on the... uh... On the uh, grumpy ticket. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that'll well, be the. Note. See, that's again where we would uh, be oh. yin and yang for each other. Mm-hmm. He could be the grumpy, I could be the positive. Oh, there you go. You know, so, that's cheerleader. you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's I'm not a grumpy. You, man. You're not yeah, grumpy. At all. But, you know, Jimmy, you can always have the next price, right? Number two, run the temple. Yeah, I mean, if we don't become the lieutenant governor, let's run the temple. Run the temple. We bring peace and love to St. Paul. Would that be like a temper, (laughs) temple emperor? Temple emperor, yes, that's exactly what it would be. I'm (laughs) being the temple keeper. You can be the emperor. (laughs) So I have to tell you a story from yesterday. I had a a meeting yesterday, and I'm at this uh, meeting with several other people, and I'm having a nice time and all the rest of it. And this guy was, like, staring at me the whole time. Because, you know, I just lost 100 pounds and people don't even know it's me anymore. But <laughs> I didn't know if he knew who I was or he didn't or whatever. Yeah, Adrian, I've lost 101 pounds, man. So you lost me. I lost, <laughs> lost Gelfand. That's exactly right. I lost Mike Gelfand. How the, how, how the hell did you do that, Tom? Uh, I walk anywhere between 10 and 13 miles a day. I only eat two meals a day. I kind of... I kind of watch the carbohydrates. That's what I do, bake. Because people think you got to watch two things. You got to watch carbohydrates and salt. Because salt, well, and salt's not going to make you gain weight, but it will hold on to water weight, so you think you're gaining weight, and it kind of sets you on a bad path. But no, it's, it, it actually wasn't that hard to do. It's a thing called ProfilePlan.com, and it, it all worked out really, really well for me. But 
you know what the hell. And you do look good. The yeah. first thing I, mean, I for said. Me. First thing I came I, in. I saw the look in your you. eye. You said you look good for you. That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so did the, the guy recognize you? you know? No. Here, the, well, he did. Yeah. Well, it is still a cop. Yeah, that's right. So here's what here's what happened. So we're done with the meeting. All the rest of the room. We're walking out. And he comes up to me. and goes. Hey, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. He goes, are you, are you Tom Bernard, aren't you? And I said, yeah. Yeah, and he goes, i got to ask you a question. And I figured he's going to ask about gas or this or that and the other thing. I said, yeah, whatever. What's your question? He goes, are you crazy? <laughs> I said, what? He goes, I hear some of the shit that you say on the air. Are you crazy? And he just walked away. So I, I don't know. That's a legitimate question. What, I, what do you mean, Adrian? It's a legitimate question. What the hell does that mean? But it is. It is a legitimate question. Yes, it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't even deny that that's probably true. Um, but, you know, it, it all works out in the end. We're all a little crazy. Nobody, nobody, nobody not crazy never made a difference, Tom. No, that's a very good point. That's a great way to put 100%. it. hundred percent. It's a great yeah. way to put it. There's no question. So, Jit, what, what's the latest now? We get, i got to bring this up, and I don't want to bring this up, but we got to talk about important issues here. One of my favorite areas in the world, not just in Minnesota or in the Twin Cities or in the United States, whatever, that block you're on has always been one of my favorite. I just love walking down West 7th Street. I always have, you know, and then you got Tommy Reed there and you got the Eagle Street there and you got, you know, the truck stop and you got, there's an Italian place there that you can't remember <laughs> the name of, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I know you. But I love that. And when I hear, from what I understand, they found the young woman, that beautiful young woman who was killed right in front of Cassetta. Is that right? Yeah. That's where it's they found her body. crazy. Yeah. What is this all about? I mean, we had a story this morning on the Lindale and Broadway. My mother worked on that corner for, for decades as a waitress at Merwin Drugstore. Now I get to look at that corner because this guy opened up fire on a crowd with a machine gun yesterday. And a machine Whoa. gun, and he just drives by an SUV and just sprays bullets. It's like, what the hell is that? Wow. Well, so, I've lived over here for 52 years. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's not too familiar to you at all. Too many guns. It's That's the wrong all. people with the guns or just too many just guns? Just the wrong people with the guns because nobody, the chief, couldn't stop somebody that wants to carry a gun illegally or, you know, how do you control them? Yeah. So the people that were there. You know what? With, with the people that's doing that kind of shooting, though. They don't give a damn about having a license for a gun. No, they don't. You, well, you can't get a... If he if yeah. he actually had a machine gun, you're not allowed <laughs> to just carry those around, no, no matter what. No. Unless you're military, That's full true. autos are not legal, except under very and, specific know, circumstances. There's, there's, there's way too many uh, machine guns over North Minneapolis for something. Oh, you got that right. They got their Tech 9s or whatever, which, yeah, they're not supposed to have. Those are all black market, every last one. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have him come yeah, and talk absolutely. about Maharajis because what they're trying to do at the temple is bring the love and the peace. They've been across the street forever, forever of that yep. situation, and he's got yep. his doors open ready for the love. And, and I, what you were telling me before is St. Paul, the cops couldn't do that. The mayor can't do that on his own. It needs everybody. And, and if everybody just did a little love and a little peace and and uh, come to come together a little more, that, I think that was your message to me to for here for this uh, interview, right? We've been doing this from day one. We've been yeah, trying to take I'm, care of I young know. people. That's what we stood for. When I came to this country, it was July 4th, 1970, and Reagan was, uh, no, I'm sorry, Nixon, we just had mm -hmm. the Kent State, and so yeah, there was yep, a big yep. rally in Washington. So people were fighting this from day one. I was 21 years old, and beautiful country, and then here, 52 years later, we're sitting talking about these guns. Nobody had guns when I was growing up. No, I you remember that. they had chains and baseball bats, and now you can't. I don't know what's going on. Seriously, people are just so touchy that you know we you know, all this lot, joke. A lot of it, honestly, too, man. Is think about like because a lot of it seems like a lot of the younger generation is doing it, and you got to think about the games they've played in the last ten to fifteen years. I agree with you 100%. Now, let me point something out about this crowd. We're, we got Mike Gelfand, a nice Jewish boy. We got Jed from <laughs> India. We got Adrian, who's black. 
And then we got Jimmy Francis, who's a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> so diverse. Yeah, so exactly. Point, so, counterpoint. We're, we're so diverse here. <laughs> there. But well, you're wrong. It's all, you know, the whole just, thing disgusting. I was just talking to a friend of mine about that before I actually got on with you guys. And I used to work at my old junior high school, and I still go over to the high schools, and it's they, they have no communication skills. They're literally... A shoot first, ask questions. Later. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yep, hundred you know I mean? percent. Like they, they don't know how to manage their emotions, so it's they're they're so fragile. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm. you you hurt me, or I feel you did something wrong to me. So this is all I know to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I think a lot of us who are older and who've been through some stuff, that's why we got to keep talking. Like if you get one kid to listen, then it, then it was worth talking. You know what I mean? Like they're all yeah. not going to listen. Yep. It's so different, Adrian, this is what the Maharaja stands for. That's why we're building this temple downtown St. Paul. It's not like a uh, non-profit. It's for profit. And I think, Jimmy, Jimmy, could you talk about that to them, about the temple what we're building? Well, see, Jit likes me to be the front man for him because I say things so eloquently. No, I don't think there's any question <laughs> about that. That's just a gift. Can I give it a spin? Because he's white. <laughs> he's a white guy. <laughs> Come on. They listen That's to him. Adrian, they look at me and they think the guy's from India. He hangs around with young people. What the hell he knows? <laughs> you know, seriously, this has been 50 he's years of my life. Somewhere. I love that. So, but he does. He's listened to me and I think a, knee, a team put this into effect. I'm 74 years old. I'm nobody that I'm responsible for mm-hmm. other than just St. Paul. I'm all in with St. Paul. Everything I own no, that, is I know in St. Paul. Yeah, but I'm just saying, everything I own is there. So our goal is to, you know, I have no choice. We got to make it better. Can we just call him Honky now instead of Jimmy? (laughs) (laughs) Honky Francis. But what he's doing at the temple, and he's told, he's advised me that I can invite you to come and sit in the front window and have a have a meal. That's uh, I'll cook you a meal, and you guys sit there and look at the stuff. We still got to do that. You got to get that a podcast going. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we can do all that. But at his uh, the temple, it's really a a bazaar. It's really a inside market where he wants to put people to work. If you have talents and arts and stuff to sell, come and come to the temple yeah, and have great. a little booth and do your thing and give people opportunities, give people hope, give people a place to check in with. You can buy the stuff, as he says, online. All the stuff that's in his store is online, and that's mm-hmm. how they've survived through the pandemic is people right. are buying right. the stuff online and having it shipped to their house, which is great. It is. But he's 74. He needs people to see people. He needs p- he, he needs, I'm gonna die of loneliness. Yeah, he, just, <laughs> he loves the I, youth. The youth have kept him young. The youth have, you know, he's always focused on the 18 to 23, that yeah. age group where you, you're not, you don't have to be responsible. But then once you're done with college and you got to get a job and then you got to have kids or whatever, all that stuff comes. But that pure age in between there where you can do whatever you want, go hang out at the temple and. You know, look at stuff and Google this and buy things that you shouldn't be buying. And, you know, like, uh, what I mean like that was like the swords or the... Uh, yeah, so buy <laughs> well, he's got, You know, the armor. He's got armor down there. He's got... I mean, there's so much stuff that this man, this group, this temple has collected over the years. It's super cool to go in there and look at it. And if you're just a concert goer and you go to the temple before the concert, how f- cool? Because it's the, it's the rock and roll headquarters. It's the hippies... Mecca for the hippies. Yeah, Mecca for the hippies. hippies. My whole goal is 18 to 23. You know, they blank. You can write your own software. You can put things, the right things in there. Right. Keep them out of the system. Show them there's other ways of doing this. Andy, you would love Maharaja, by the way. Seriously, there's so many fascinating things in there. You'd it love looking like around it. Oh, no, you'd love it. I'm telling you. Antiquities, I swear, Andy, we have I mean, Pokemon. We have Magic the Gathering. How did have, you know he likes that stuff, Jim? I that know. Very These good. are my kids. They grew up. How old are you? 30, 31, 28? Uh, 35. So, see, you see me as my son. So Definitely, yeah, I grew up in that whole era. And so, mm-hmm. I have original. I have a few alpha cards and all that crap. You know, I mean, oh. some, that's how I became rich. <laughs> yeah. You know, because oh, we posters, knew, posters, posters from yeah. so yeah. many bands that you would know. I mean, oh, yeah. he, he just we pulled one out from the Beatles yesterday, all yeah. signed. It's like wow. he's got so, it all. I want to bring you. We brought you a poster for the temple. You have the first poster. I made it one of one. That's amazing. And you enjoyed this. We just we did this. My daughter, she got passed with the kid. Oh, five Jimmy's years digging ago. through it now. 
He's gonna. So he's my gonna daughter got yeah. killed five years ago. Your daughter said, did? Yeah, and she was twenty-one, oh, and this was God. her store. But it happened, you know, and that brought all the memories back with this woman. Why? Uh, oh yeah. Hurt my heart. <clears throat> and so if you were going to do this, that was my daughter's idea and oh mine. Oh my God! Look at that. So that's yours, and it's signed by the artist, and I even signed it. <laughs> well, I had to have you sign. Oh, that's cool. And I have extra ones for you guys, you know. But nobody has that. That's the first time anybody's ever seen it. That's wonderful. So I just since Jimmy's been, I'm one of those guys. I'm a recluse. I don't go out too often. I don't either. And I'd like to hide. But now that's it. <laughs> but it's giving right me a chance you. with this uh, the streaming. Can I tell them about the best of times I met? That's how I stream. Mm -hmm. And if they go on there, that's going to be a new channel. Jimmy's going to be on there. We want you to come over. You come and join us, please. And there's nothing I need. I've already got everything that I want. We just want giveaway. You know, now yeah. it's time to give. I'm at that age. I have nobody that I'm responsible for. Is that cool? Yeah. To not be responsible <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> at my age, you can only He's back give, to that 18 give, to 23 year old mm -hmm. life, I right? Yeah, and that's when, you know, I love those kids because they, we can tell, ask them and they're listening. And they have no worries at that time right now because mm. they're still going to college. After 24, they find our responsibility. They give up on Mr. Jit and they go, quit going to Maharajas because they have to pay bills. So they can't spend money like they when you're young. Does it bother you guys a lot? I mean, Maharaj has been there how many years now? 50? Close to five decades, yeah. Close 46 to five. Years. Yeah, 46 75 years. is when we started across Oh, yeah, town. 75, okay. Yeah. So Prince used to come to my store. We've always been connected with him. Mm -hmm. And so I still have more paraphernalia from him than anybody probably in the country. I can give you my whole conversation I had with him. You want to hear my conversation I, I had with to. Prince? <laughs> I was at a friend's house, and Prince was there, and he walked past me. And I looked at him, and he went, hi. That was it. That's, it. That's, <laughs> That's the whole conversation. So cool. At least you got that. But it literally was, hi. It was like. I'm going I'm to let a little air out with the high, but that's about it. So, Tom, it. we have a T-shirt. It says, I don't know. And the other thing it says is if you're rich and famous, you don't need Jeff. <laughs> you so don't need Jeff. I like one, that. If you've already made it, what do you need us for? You know, we're looking for the next young kid that wants to be Prince. So I knew Prince when he was 17. He used to come to our store. Right, oh, yeah. Because we were across from First Avenue. Yep. I own all those buildings yep. across where Timberwolves are. Mm -hmm. So we were blessed somehow, you know, nothing by design is so stupid. What do I know? So somehow you know, the uh, universe You know, I was out. the only journalist allowed on the set of Purple Rain. <laughs> there you oh, go. Oh, that's really? right. <laughs> that's and my you, print store, yeah. So they I, made the uh, movie in my building, the Adrian. Times. So Adrian, they made the movie in my building. Apollonia's apartment was in my building. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I said mm -hmm. that was called, uh, we were high times. And it was across from First Avenue. So every picture you see of the First Avenue from the right. front, that was taken from my building. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, was on, I was on the set for about... Uh, <laughs> I was on the set for about five minutes. And, uh, and then uh, there was a break, and uh, Chick came over to see me. You know, when Chick comes over to see you, you pay attention, right? Mm. You remember Chick? No, oh, sure. Chick Hunsbury. That Chick was his, yeah. his bodyguard. Yep. Former professional wrestler. He's only about seven and, foot seven. Uh, he was uh, he was a scary guy. He was. And uh, I felt you know I felt a tap on my shoulder, um, but you know it felt a little more than a tap, probably because his hands <laughs> were the size of my head. <laughs> and I and I looked up and I saw this guy and I thought hmm, this should be interesting, and uh, he said you got to go. I said what What do you mean we just. <laughs> What do you mean I have to go? He said, Prince says you got to go. He says you looked at him. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you, that's exactly right. right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm writing the story for the L.A. Times, you know, and I'm not supposed to look at him. Well, why would you do something like that, Mike? What is wrong and, uh, with you? And I was so grateful to be kicked out of there because it's the last place I wanted to be anyway, you know. But I got my little scene, and then I got out of there, and I had a good story to tell. And um, as I, you know, as I recall, my but my friend Neil Carlin, you know, who wrote the definitive sure. book about Prince. Yep. 
it's, and it's doing very well, by the way. I got to say a nice word about that. Um, you know, he included that in his in his in his story and his book. But it's a great book if if you uh, if anybody wants to read about Prince, if they think they don't know everything there is to know about Prince. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, this thing called Life is the, the main title of the book. Neil Carlin. I can't believe that Neil hasn't been on the KQ Morning Show about that. Why hasn't he come on? Uh, I don't know. He's he's been working. And it seems like this book it's been published. It was published a while back. Mm -hmm. it seems he's always got to be working on some project connected with the publicity and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't know, but I should uh, I should tell him that you know. He should come on both shows. Give you a call. Morning show and this show. That'd be great. Neil's a very nice guy. Really good guy. Terrific guy. Well, you know, he tolerates me, so you know he's a good guy. <laughs> so he and I have that in common. We're really <laughs> nice because we tolerate you. That's perfect. Yeah, that, that's kind of like, you know, that's to me, that's the litmus test. <laughs> yeah. Whether we like you or not, that's the litmus test. <laughs> to like him. It. To him. Yes, to him. That's the litmus test. No, those are great stories, honest to God. Adrian, did you ever meet uh, Prince? I didn't. Never I did. I tell you what, though, when we moved to Minnesota from Mississippi, we knew two things for sure. It got cold as hell, and Prince lived here. That's all we knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like if you talk to anyone outside of Minnesota, you tell them from, you're from Minnesota, there's a pretty good chance they're going to say, oh, that's where Prince is from. Yeah. It's like, well, true. yes, that is true, but, you know, I'm not related to him true. or anything, so... Yeah, it didn't help me none. No. <laughs> it didn't help But me somehow, none. we were always connected with Prince. I don't know why. First, he did the movie. Your shop was great. He did the movie it's over great. there, and then the Glam Slam was in the Wyman right. building. Yep. And we had the whole fourth floor, because I had wholesale businesses right. and all. Right, right. So it was just, we would always run into him. And like I told you, you know, he's just somebody that my brother knew really well, and he'd hang around with them. But again, very, very private. So, oh, he was very, very proud of So somehow it's always been connected with us, it seems. It's a hell of a sad story when you think that he actually almost died on his airplane just a few weeks before he actually did die. That Why they couldn't rein that in, I, I suppose if, if, he, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. Huh? But Tom, seriously, my daughter died one month after we did his celebration, exactly one month to the day. Oh, she got, got killed. She got, she got killed, yeah. And she, we had just done the celebration. She was part of my company. You know, she owned Maharajas mm -hmm. because I'd given it to she her. How old? 21. 21. So that was, ex yeah. it'll be five years, uh, November 18. So I'm not, so my goal is she came to me one time in my dreams a few years ago. Maybe it's a story too high, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But she told me, Get, you know, you have so much love for me, for one person. But I'm dead. You don't need me. So give it away. Just pass it on. So that's yeah. what we are doing. <clears throat> what a story. And when I saw this beautiful woman across the street, yeah. all these people yeah. come to my store. Tom. What did you write down there? You wrote yeah. some stuff that day and you dated it. So here, see, this is what I wrote down, if you want. This is how the whole thing changed for me that day. It says, Jimmy Francis owes me $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what it says? I thought that's what it said here. It's just, you know. Alone, Clark. <laughs> Here's what it says, actually. As of Sunday, I don't know if I can get through this. Oh, yes, you will. All Come right. on. We're not being a serious show. We want love. Though. Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the death of my youngest brother. He oh, died one year see, ago tomorrow. It's tough, man. Yeah. And I found out one day before he died that he was dying. Uh, Nobody ever told me. See. Uh, well, he didn't ever tell anybody. It just, I found out he was going to die, and the next day he did die. Yeah. And that's one year ago tomorrow. Sid Hartman died two days after that on the 17th. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> he did. So, so yeah, just like my daughter died, you know, just she was with me night, just like this kid. She was gone in the morning. Yeah. And so yeah. how do you do this thing? So, you know, I don't think I've ever grieved over this. I don't know how. This what are you know, supposed this, to do? What do you do? death was a real shock because... He had just been to the Mayo Clinic uh, a couple weeks earlier for his annual autopsy, and they said everything. <laughs> God, Gilvin, you're the worst human being of all time. There's no getting around it. His annual autopsy. Well, it was a hundred. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah. That's, that's a good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through this. This is very sweet. 
As of Sunday, everything changed. More urgency, fragility of life, live in the moment, stay young, have fun. Life is for the living, so live. That's beautiful. That's nice, isn't That's it? beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, again, he's looking at, out the window of the temple. Did you call him a guinea? <laughs> no. Again. Again. Oh, again. Again. He, again. He's looking out the window of the temple at this tragedy across the street, yeah, and yeah. that comes to his mind. So, I mean, he, that's where his heart is and his mind is, and so, hopefully that yeah. could you know, help St. Paul and people and actually Minnesota if they, if they wanted to is, yeah. uh, tune into the, to the temple at Maharaj's. It would be fun, and I mean, this is from the heart. I want to give everything away. I'm tired. Because this is just craziness, 52 years being there. So we want to make a little change. Like what you started with, if one person you can change, how cool is this? And we did this all our life. I know artists, I've always given them money. Right, right. Always took them in when they were young. Stay young, have fun. Now some of these are world-known, cause cool. These are guys that are making million-dollar deeds now. Mm-hmm. And they were all my kids. <laughs> It so is a great story. It's fun. It's what America should be, though. 100%. It, I, I'm what the America best example be. of the America. If you guys ever want to see somebody who made it, I'm more American than most Americans. Because no, I appreciate yep. this country, what happened. What it, this is the only country, Tom, you can come from India, Bangladesh, Ethiopia, and you can become American. Yeah. Where, yeah. where else could you go and say that? Can you become Canadian? No. You know, no, you know only. True. Yeah. In this country, we go over there, he's white American, you might be black American, but don't nobody says that. He's just American. No, just American, that's exactly. No, you're that's absolutely right about that. I love that. this country. <laughs> I do too, and I talk about it all the time. And, and I, I, once again, Adrian, you're on the phone. We got Jid in studio here. Mike Gelfand is on the phone as well. But I just, this whole, why we in 2021 are still pointing out skin color instead yes. of trying to bring it together you bring it up to tear it apart. I just don't understand why we do that now. You want to bring up skin color, let's bring us together, not separate us even further. Why is that? Look, here's an example. My wife gets to travel a bit. Uh, You know, I'm working, so I don't get to go anywhere. But, you know. But she was in India a few years ago. And all these people lined up to take a picture with her. And my wife is about just short of six feet tall. She's got blondish red hair. She's very tall and thin. Just like my ex-wife. Same story. Maybe she is your ex-wife. Who knows? But anyway, so she's taking pictures, and she was wondering why everybody wanted a picture with her. Because there were, there were lines of people lined up to take a picture with her. And they found out that the people in India thought that she was Julia Roberts. Oh, cool. <laughs> she doesn't look anything like Julia so, uh, Roberts. Take the she photo. Was white. <laughs> right? She was white. Sign some stuff. She's white. She's a honky. So yeah. we used to call them, you know, like my ex-wife would go, Diane. I'd never call her ex. Mother of my children. So yeah, when sure, she'd go right, to India, right. they would run after her. Gori Mame, Gori Mame, that means beautiful white woman. Give us money. <laughs> So she had to, yeah, she would give it to them. Anybody calls you Gori Mame, you know, that. wouldn't you do it? So, but how many people I'm, I'm would you do it? my wife when she gets off work. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. But yeah. No, but she, she said they were so incredibly love polite and kind to her. She will never forget how kind the people in India yeah. were to her. We love Americans. I used to bring Americans, all these, I used to have uh, my best friend in the sense who mentored me. His name was Ken Logan. He was part of the Peace Corps. And the, oh, okay. this is when I was 14 years old. Then he became the head librarian of Berkeley. I checked him out. Oh, and God. he brought me in and taught me. I always loved America. You know, one of my favorite stories that my wife tells me about being in India, she said, you have to go sometime just to watch the animals in the traffic. She said, the animals stand on the curb, and look to their left down the street <laughs> and time it when they can run across the street and not get hit. She said it's amazing. It's about like pigs, cows, everybody. Everything. They just look down the street and go, okay, we can go now. <laughs> That'll <laughs> oh, be fun. She said it's amazing. She, it, it, she said it was just a ball to watch it. Yeah. Because they get it all just timed out perfectly. <laughs> so next time you want to go over there, I have a house in New Delhi. You have a house in New Delhi? Yeah, oh, I didn't get to go. She so did. I'm just so saying, but if you want, I understood that, but I'm saying next time you want to go. 
You can take your wife and go take a trip. What are you waiting for? You know, only there, working what are you 16 hours for? a day. That might have but that's what I'm out. saying. So that's why I work seeing where but we have to stop at some time. No, you're right. I'm hey, right. Tom, yes, sir. Um, you know, I was just reminded, you know, you were talking about Julia Roberts. I was thinking about the movie Pretty Woman. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know who David Feldman is? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Right, Tom, he's been on the morning show a number of times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a he's got a great uh, story he tells uh, about this would be of course many years ago about uh, he and his wife uh, you know it's kind of a date what night and there wasn't much going on so they had never seen Pretty Woman so they decided that they would uh, you know they would they would watch Pretty Woman they would stream it you know from the bedroom lie back relax have a glass of wine. So uh, they watched the movie. After the movie, he said to his wife, you know, honey, I, I just don't think we could find someone who'd pay a million dollars, you know, to sleep with you. But, but he said, you know, That's terrible. He said, I, but, I, but I think we could get 50,000 people to pay $20. To oh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> Gelfand, you're a horrible human being. I just want you to know. Hey, you know, I mean, that's, I've said some terrible things, but... Yeah, not that not bad. That. Not that bad. No, I'm just bad. passing it on as a, as a casual observer. A casual <laughs> observer. Oh, is my this, God. Is this a car show thing? I mean, because he does have a story of his first car. I know that was one Oh, of we things. absolutely oh, have to hear about his yeah, first car. Yeah, that's a bad idea. We found out Jeff Foxworthy today. Jeff was on the first hour, and Jeff Foxworthy, great comedian, said... That he, his first car was a 1971 green Pinto with one white quarter panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Pinto. Pretty classy. Ooh, what a great car. Which quarter panel did he say? Back left, I Back think. Back left. Yeah. You can picture right. it now. Mm-hmm. I can picture it now. All right, Jit. First car. So, when I came to this country, this is, again, 4th of July, 1970. Didn't know anything what was going on. The city was all empty. They were all... Uh, by the lakes, I had no idea. So I'm going, Sandy Johnson, what the hell did I do to you? I'm from New Delhi, right? Mm-hmm. So my story starts, so I moved in, finally I got settled in, moved in with some kids uh, to stay there. And they were from the different countries. And I lived on some of the, the worst apartments you can ever see on Park Avenue. They used to be mm-hmm. brownstones. So all these kids were living there, and somehow I got a place with them. And they had to leave the country because the immigration had told them they were working and they got caught. So they had to leave the country. Oh, sure. So I had just bought a Volkswagen bug because that's what all the hippies did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So I bought this and I think I paid $800 and probably had 70,000 miles on it. And we got into this because these kids had to leave the country. And so. We went to Canada, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, sure. <laughs> and so there was one kid was Lakshman, another was Pradeep, I think, two kids. One was from Nepal, one from India, and another guy. So we go over there, and from there, one went to uh, Mississippi to go to college. Another one went somewhere else because they had to come back to America. Mm-hmm. You had, those days, it wasn't that strict. You go to Canada, you could come back. Mm-hmm. And so we're going past customs, going over there. This little car comes in, and I lost the muffler or whatever you guys call it. So it was making noise like a truck. And so here's a little Volkswagen comes in over there. So the custom guy says, we were looking for a big semi coming in. And so finally we made it in. Three Indian guys in a Volkswagen. <laughs> so that's my story. I come back over here. I think six months later, I sold it for more money than I made. Because we took the speedometer and put it back. It wasn't, oh. it, wasn't, it wasn't illegal those days. And I had no idea that they did it. Because in India, they used to do this all the time. Oh, yeah. Right, <laughs> you know? right. So the guy goes, and that's so stupid. Because I just, they did it. We sold it. But it still said, like, you know, $60,000 oil changed when they changed oils and all that. Right, right, right. So it all was in there. So the guy comes to me, hey. I said, look, you buy it, it's done, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a gun, I'm assuming. But no, this is in 1970, it was all peace and love. It was all peace and love. So the guy who was buying the Volkswagen was probably another hippie, you know. 
probably true. But I would never do it again. They changed the law after that, just so you know. No, you can't do that. Just so you know. You can't do that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, now, Adrian, uh, tell us about your appearance again this weekend. Where are you headed? I'm at Billy D's Cricket Tavern in Annandale Saturday night at 8.30 with uh, Elise Cole and Pierre Douglas. And then next weekend, uh, the 22nd and the 23rd, I have the legend Tony Woods, um, who actually just performed on Tiffany Haddish's second season of Day Ready, um, coming to St. Cloud, the 22nd, 23rd at the red carpet. Both tickets are for sale. Um, one's $15 for Annandale, 20 bucks for the Tony Woods show. And after two-nighter, you can get tickets from funnymanadrian.com. Very good, sir. Funnymanadrian.com. Mr. Gelfand, what do you got? Well, I got a dental appointment. <laughs> okay, dental appointment. That's good. Glad to hear it. Well, thank you very much. I'll be doing some great molar. Uh, I have a great molar act. You know, I do. Uh, I do about a five-minute molar thing. It's, it's pretty funny. I'm glad to hear. Now, when are you and uh, Jimmy Francis going to get together on the governor, lieutenant governor deal? Let's have lunch. Well, you know, I'm going to have to have him vetted first. Yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> after all that, after all Tom said about you today, yeah. That's exactly right. Jed, it's great to see you again. I'm, you know, you're, you've always been a very happy man. I like that. I'm thankful, man. Everything yeah, that's are. been given to us, I appreciate every, every second of my life. I'm thankful I came to America. I'm glad I never went back. You know, I enjoy yeah. this country. Everything has been given to me, and I have everything I can ever want. I don't know if everything's been given to you. I think well, you no, kind of earned uh, it. But I'm just saying it was available to me. Yes, to be able it was to available. Earn it. Yeah, there you go, absolutely. Because we had the chance, so, and we took it. I went to St. Thomas, uh, degrees from there. And he went to St. Thomas. Did you? For so like you uh, two years. <laughs> you know, I didn't I, graduate, but I went. But I did graduate, and we used to pay $500 per semester when I went yeah. in 1972. And now, a kids different pay, now. Yeah, we were in the streets because it went up to 550. I yeah. swear, in 1972, we were mm-hmm. protesting. They had raised it by fifty dollars. So was it now thirty? So it's thirty. G, yeah. Something. I don't know about no, that, that much. What? It is I a lot. Probably find there out. are some colleges in America seventy-seven thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Let's Tom, see, I told uh, my kids, don't, don't let your parents sign up loans for you. You stupid no. bastards. Eighteen. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, you're eighteen years old, and you, what do your parents know? Are you signing loans for fifty thousand dollars? Oh, same time. Yeah, thirty-seven thousand per year. There, there you, go. you go. And it was. 500 when, 500 you, when I went there. I graduated so in December of 1972. I was in a hurry. No, it was Just like a jet. <laughs> no, 1972. <laughs> He's like, when I went like to in Minnesota, they paid me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Especially when I left, they paid me. There you go. Thank you so much, gentlemen. It's great to have you in. Melissa, thanks for coming in today. Andy, great job as always. Jimmy, we got Mike. We got Governor, Lieutenant Governor. We got uh, Adrian can run the police department. That'll be phenomenal. There you go. <laughs> the state police. What do you think, Adrian? You and the state police. I'm with it. I like it. Jit, thank you, sir. Thank you very much for inviting you me, guys. guys. Appreciate we'll, it. We'll talk to you next week with the family.